Lazy Gardener Podcast. Welcome to the Lazy Gardener Podcast with Rob Foster and myself, Ian. And Rob, a bit of a special today about slugs and other things in the garden that are pretty much unwanted. There's a lot of slugs about, isn't there? Yeah, uh... A lot of people do, uh, you'll read about it in gardening magazines and on programmes and radio programmes and television programmes, friends and foes, and they they try to parcel things up as a friend or a foe. There is no such thing in the garden. All it boils down to is you get something that will do more good than harm. They all do harm and they all do good. It depends what proportion it is. That's the thought. Now, worms are the gardener's best friend. But mentioning worms to a greenkeeper and he'll be pulling his ear out. God, it just ruins the green. And it's same with, you mentioned slugs. I think off the top of my head there's 30 some species of slugs and there's only two that's really devastating. The others, all snails and slugs, what they do, particularly slugs, they, they eat all the rubbish. They eat all the dead and decay material. So they're good. So as they go along, they're helping you to clean your garden up. But there's at least two species that actually go to your plants and attack them. So when you put your slug pellets down and kill them, don't forget you're killing the good ones as well. I know it's very difficult. You can put slug pellets down, but they are a bit nasty. You can get organic slug pellets, which are just kill the slugs, or your beer traps are our favour, beer traps, and, and that'll be fine. So when you're attacking things in the garden, remember this as a rule of thumb. If they move very quickly, now this is rule of thumb because you've got slugs and worms that's slow moving. But other things, if they move very quickly, they are a friend. If they move slowly, they are an enemy. Because a thing that moves fast is hunting, and it's actually a carnivore. But if it's very slow, it can't catch anything, so it has to eat plants. It's a herbivore or omnivore. Right, Okay. so the the slug that is in my garden that's causing problems is probably about... It depends, because obviously slugs are small and big, and so let's say an inch long. They're small, they're white, they're tiny, they're eating everything. Then there are bigger ones that don't seem to cause as much trouble, but the little ones are just going wild at the moment, and it's not just my garden, it's gardens across the whole of the country. It is, because what happens, in is... The weather has been absolutely perfect for the reproduction of slugs this year, and that's why we've got this massive uh, in, uh, in, in, in infestation of them there. So, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult one. You know, you, you, you have to kill them all if you, to get the, the bad ones. And I know my uh, plants have been nibbled, and straight away I come out with the organic slug pellets, put a few of them around. Now, people, I've got to say this about slug pellets, People, they just sling, they sling literally hands fall down. Slug pellets are an attractant, so they only need half a dozen pellets, just scattered around. I just go crazy with them, I'm like shaking a salt pot, that's that's, the way I do it. That's right, yeah, and a lot of people do this. And because they're blue, I very often go to people's garden and it looks like I'm on a beach and they've got a blue sea in front of me. (laughs) They are an attractant, so you only need half a dozen and the slugs will go for them because they just like them. Oh, you see, because I put them around the bottom of the plants. So I'm basically encouraging the the slugs to come to the plants. Correct. So if you you just put them away from the plant, they will go to them away from the plant. What's an idiot I am? They don't seem to touch tomato plants, those slugs. They will not touch... They will eat anything, but they've got a pecking order or a gnawing order, and... and, uh, they will take what they like best, then they will work down the ladder if they're hungry. The biggest uh, thing for for 
harbouring slugs is hosta plants because hostas it's a lovely nourishing form of food for slugs so that what the slugs do they aren't silly all around the hosta plant they will lay the eggs and bury them and lay the eggs because you know when the young ones hatch there's a ready-made source of supply of food there that can get it's readily available and that's why hostas are always known to be attacked by slugs and that's the reason they don't go to it they are actually born there tell us about these beer traps then how do they work what what is it like on a saucer how does it work yeah, well, what happens? I've had questions actually last week about this uh, when we did we did the garden hour, um, and all you need is a little lid. Now it must stand about half an inch proud of the soil. Otherwise, you will get the the good things: your ground beetles and rove beetles falling in, and we don't want that. Now, so get a lid like the old sweet jars, that type of thing, or a saucer as long as it's raised up. And then what you put in there is any old beer. It can be lager, it can be mild, it can be bitter, it can be Carlsberg, it can be Stella. It don't matter. Or it can be uh, Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, all that sort of stuff. Any sweet, sticky drink, put it in there, and then what happens? The slugs will climb into it and they'll drown. If they do get out, then you'll see them going down the path. Here we go, here we go. But normally, they get in there, they can't get out and they drown. So that, that's, that's one, one of the best ways, I think, uh, of getting rid of slugs. Yeah, and they die happy, of course. And they die happy. But one of our listeners phoned in on Sunday, last Sunday actually, and said it's not been effective. I said, well, have you thought that all the rain we've had it's diluted it. He says, oh, yeah, it has. It's, it's washed it all out. I said, that's a problem. So you've got to keep replenishing it, basically. Yeah, especially if it's been raining, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, they will work. They're very, very effective. Here's a weird thing. Um, I have these tomato plants in the garden. They're in a, in a grow bag. I've I, seen I, them. I, I've, I've seen them on, on uh, Twitter. You've, seen, seen, you've seen my little uh, my, my greenhouse that keeps falling over and Correct. stuff like that. Anyway, that's down to the weather and it basically collapsing it. But I've also got the tomato plants, which are doing very well. They're thriving um, on a little bit of, a, I suppose, a little reservoir area where you stick it on and the water comes up into it. And it's been working very well. But because my greenhouse has been collapsing a lot, I've had to sort of take it apart and move it away and stuff and guess what i found underneath um the little reservoir i found a toad yeah a toad now and that's brilliant they're very good that's good is it tell, tell us more about the toad well the toad what the old gardeners used to do when they found one they put in the greenhouse and shut it in the greenhouse so it couldn't escape because what it does it eats all the uh, uh insects you know the white fly but they know the white fly and all the aphids are getting on your tomatoes they love them and they eat them and they actually jump keep jumping up taking them off and if you ever see one it's fascinating they'll jump up take a mouthful then jump up take another mouthful and they do this all day long so yeah toads are very good for, for keeping down any, any can I say foes in brackets again do they eat slugs no they don't eat slugs oh that's a shame but <laughs> well, having said that they will eat certain types of slugs if when the need arises but they aren't a, a massive predator of them hedgehogs are known to be predators of them you know and, and worms and all unfortunately but uh, the only thing that will really gobble them up is, is a duck. I have to get myself a duck. There you go. We'll get, we'll, we'll get some ducks. But I also notice that 
with your tomatoes, okay, your greenhouse fold down. Now, they are absolutely brilliant if they're put up correctly and they secure, you've got to be well secured. Uh, and they are very good because you've got a small area there, you're making maximum use of it. And in winter, you can use them because you only need a very little bit of heat to grow through the winter because you've only got such a small area. But I also notice your grow bags, if you notice, when you put your grow bag down, it's a very small uh, thickness of compost. You've only got about what you got two or three inches and that's a problem they dry out very quickly and someone is such as yourself and a lot of other people are out at work all day and they'll dry out and you can get problems so what you need to do is get a watering system into place and that can be done in, in several ways first of all get yourself a, a lemonade bottle these plastic lemonade bottles drill a small hole in the cap and fill it full of water, replace the cap, and stick it into the compost. And it slowly drips in all day long, so you get a constant supply of water. Or you can get your grow bag, same as you have, you've cut holes in it, but instead of cutting holes, cut the old top away. Then get another bag and cut the whole top away on that. Then roll it over on top of it, so you've got two grow bags now, and they, they, they've got two, double thickness of compost, then make your holes on top as normal, and they will last a lot longer because you've got more growing area and more area to keep moisture right. I've got a picture of my toad. Do you want to have a look at my toad? Yeah, that's a toad. Yeah. Yeah, you tell a toad, by the way. Blind man on a galloping horse could tell a toad. Yes, brilliant, yeah. It, where is he now? I don't know, because I, I, he was underneath the reservoir, but this is a couple of weeks ago, so he might have left the garden now, but I've not been underneath the reservoir, so he might still be knocking about, you never know. But you think he would be good for the garden? Yeah, well, I told you to look after him. <laughs> See what you've done there. Um, by the way, if you want to get in touch with The Lazy Gardener, this is how you do it. Thelazygardener.org And you can ask questions through there, there's an email address on there. Yes. And you can follow The Lazy Gardener on Twitter as well, at refoster 2 at refoster 2 Yeah. There's a picture of him with a green beard. Uh, well, it is, because we, we, you mentioned about families in and getting them interested in gardening, and we have dragged from the... Last century, we've dragged this Victorian attitude of gardening. People still do it. You get a gardener's question time and they sit at the panel, yes, and you ask questions. It's very Victorian. And they've got to get the Jamie Oliver thing going here. And what I do, as you know, I put a green hat on, I've got a green top, I put green fingernail, paint my fingernails green, got a green watch, uh, I've got other things that I use, other tools. And, and then when I go into schools, the kids absolutely love it. They think it's fantastic, and it gets them interested into it. And I've got badges that flash up. Yeah, you're showing one now. Basically, it's um, sort of a little marquee badge that says that Mansell 103.2, the Lazy Gardener. Yeah, that is cool. It's a badge, because on your clips on your thing are there. And all these things get kids interested. And when I go to, to the schools, the kids are queuing up to have the picture took with me. And can you show us how to garden, Mr Foster? I said, no, it's Rob, no, no, Mr Foster, all sir, you know. And then when they go to shows, they do the same. And you've got these gardening seminars going off. Very few people there, but there's a big crowd of people around me asking me questions, having the photograph took with me, although I'm doing it voluntary, so it proves my point. You've got to make it more fun. You've got to connect to the people better. How do you want people to remember you when 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 you disappear off this, this planet? Well, I like to think that uh, on my headstone it will say the boy done good. 
but I like to be remembered uh, as uh, somebody that worked with nature and not against nature and worked for the benefit of the planet and not against the planet because I like to consider myself not particularly British, not Irish, not Welsh, not French. I'm a, I like to, I'm a native of the planet. Um, I should like to say is all working together for the benefit of mankind and for the benefit of the planet and they will get a much better world. And you hope as well that you know the stuff that you've given to these children that you've visited in the local area in all those schools have taken something on board from from what you've what you've told them. Very much so. It, it not be, it not resonate with a lot of them because obviously it wouldn't do that, that that wouldn't be right and proper well some people think that um carrots come from the supermarket don't they simple as that it is it's it's, it's amazing that uh, when the people was asked they did a survey on this which garden magazine you know people's magazine and it was amazing when asking kids where pears come from uh, are, are apples which country do apples come from well, they come from abroad somewhere we can't grow. You know, it was amazing. So I'm hoping that somewhere on my travels, there's been some children will pick it up. Not now, like I didn't straight away, but pick them a bit later in life. And they think, I like that. Because we've got so many people now wanting to garden, but can't garden. And there's, as you know, there's a waiting list for allotments. By the way, that person that, that wants to garden and can't garden... I'm yeah. one of those people. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but people are waiting for allotments. Yeah, there's a massive waiting list for allotments, but there's a bigger list than, than those waiting for allotments, and that's a big club. I used to have an allotment club because they get an allotment, find out they can't do it, have a few failures and wrap up, and that's a big club. I used to have an allotment. Times you hear that from people, and it's heartbreaking because allotments can be hard work but they can be made very very easy and you can get a lot of stuff out of them and it's very nice and satisfying to give stuff to your friends and a, a true gardeners like myself are very often this is perfectly true given that much produce away that i've had to go to the supermarket to buy some and that's fact that is fact of life gardeners <laughs> are great thank you very much rob for another fantastic podcast the lazy gardener podcast go well in the garden go well in life